Hey, hey amigas. amigas! Let me make sure this is muted. Okay, I always leave my laptop on loud. Is your phone muted? It was on loud just now. It was popping off. It's muted. Okay, good. Anyway. Get those dings out of here. That's calories talking. No. Oh. <laughs> you guys, uh, this has never happened to me, but we <laughs> ordered food, our favorite hosum in Newport. If you haven't been, sucks to be you. <laughs> Um, and I made the order on the phone so that we could pick it up and bring it home so that we could eat fast and record. And the guy, I, <laughs> my phone was plugged in and like to the car so like Justine could hear. And then I was like, he was like, oh, what's your name? And I was like, Valerie. And he said, Callie. And I was like, no, Valerie. And then he's like, okay, calorie. <laughs> <laughs> and we're like, did he just he say like, calorie? Did he say calorie. We're like, I didn't no. think he really did. Yeah. 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 And then Justine got there and she picked it up and she was like, yep, it was definitely under calorie. Yeah. And I was like, yeah. The cashier was laughing so hard. It wasn't <laughs> obviously who took her call, but she's like, I can't believe he literally put, ca- he put calorie. And then she took my payment and then you kind of have to wait another minute for your food, like to get called out. And then the, la- I saw her kind of, it was a different chick. She kind of like looked at it and kind of laughed and oh, she was really? like, calories and i was like yep calories (laughs) you know i took the bag and left it was even spelled like calorie like i didn't look okay that is so weird so funny that's never happened to me i always get like mallory yeah i could see mallory i get like christine or justina or just justin all the time i cannot believe people think your name is justin it does Justin and Justine sounds so different to me. Well, it's that they don't look at the E at the end, which is like, it's so there. Um, and, you know, did I tell you that my gynecologist called me Justin one time? I'm like, <laughs> I have a vagina. Like, I mean, I guess you can have whatever name you want. Yeah. But like, no, literally, I'm pregnant. I was pregnant at the time. Yeah. And like, I'm at the gynecologist. <laughs> my name is Justine. Like, that was so annoying. I had a friend in high school named Michael. Mm-hmm. And, oh, are you okay, Frida? That was weird. I had a friend named Michael in high school that was a girl. and But it's funny because she fits Michael. Like when I look yeah. at her, I'm like, oh, you're totally Michael. I don't look at you and think like, oh, you could be Justin. Yeah. Like you're like, maybe it's because I already associate you guys with your name. But um, like every – if we had a new teacher like the start of the school year, like when whenever we would do like the role or the attendance or something, um, the newer teachers who didn't know her were like – Michael and she's like here and then they go oh sorry Michelle and she's like no it's Michael it's like literally yeah, Michael. yeah yeah it's so funny uh, but anyways that was a tangent <laughs> that was quite the tangent we didn't even really do the introduction but it's okay that's what we're gonna be talking about is getting names right at the whole yeah the whole episode <laughs> no um we're gonna be talking about I'm on the pursuit of happiness and I know everything. I don't know, I don't know. we're gonna <laughs> So today's topic is essentially going to be, can you pull our notes up? Yes, because we um, we're studious. Uh, so we kind of want to just talk about um, going through like rough patches in life, which we all go through mm-hmm. um, and like different ways that we kind of get by during those times, whether it's a day where we're having a hard time or a week or a bout of depression, Yeah, um, which I have a lot more experience with depression than Val does Mm -hmm. um and I don't know we just kind of wanted to make it a point that this isn't advice it's just what we personally do to cope with like hard times or hard moments and um kind of how we tend to slow down and like focus on you know the good the good yeah (laughs) it's cliche but 
smelling the roses or counting our blessings. Yeah. Um, and just how to to kind of I guess stop and take a moment. Um and just I don't know. Yeah. Like just remember all the good in our life, the small things, the little itty bitty things that kind of get us by. Cause like it's really hard battling depression. It's really hard having a hard day with it if it's with the kids mm-hmm. or if it's with business or feeling anxious. Like for me recently, it's been um finance stuff because mm-hmm. we moved and all this change mm-hmm. financially and all those things I've talked about yeah. recently with like getting the ticket and the toe and stuff and just where we haven't really recuperated yet because mm-hmm. I haven't done my summer launch, you know? And mm-hmm. so it's like, how do you get through those rough patches yeah. without going crazy basically? Yeah. yeah and I kind of shared a few episodes ago. Um, I forgot what we were talking about, but I was talking about how like, I think it was April. Yes. Cause it was after we came home from Tulum, mm-hmm. which we were in Mexico the first week of April. But, um, I was in such a dark and heavy place from that month, I feel like, to like the end of May or beginning of June. Mm-hmm. And I mean, I've been talking about it with you and like close friends for a long time. And that was kind of like a wake up call for like, okay, I need to go to therapy. And it's it's not anything like super crazy that happened. And like, I, I think I'm really excited for us to talk about this because like, we're very similar in ways, but we're also very, very like different with like how we handle like anxiety or like even with like you having um, like just dealing with like depression like your whole life basically. And for me, like I – so I I don't want to get like too much into it because I don't want to make this episode about like that particular month or two in my life as of recently, but there's just been a lot of like transitions um, happening like with my family, like my mom just moved out of state and it's been like really, I like found out about it. Like my whole family knew about it. And then I found out about it at a family party when they like brought it up and I had no idea. So I like, first off felt stupid. And then I fell out of the loop. I felt like left out, but I also know that she like wasn't trying to be malicious, but it was just like a surprise. Like she's been talking about wanting to move out of state for like a year and a half now and then when it happened I was like oh it's really happening like I I didn't believe her I kind of called her bluff and then (laughs) she moved like two Sundays ago and so that for me was really hard because it was like okay I have two months to process this before she moves and like I'm also going through a lot on the side where like how I feel about our relationship which I kind of shared with like the Mother's Day episode Mm -hmm. where like love her to death, but there's like a lot of things that like I'm having a hard time accepting like things from the past that had happened when I was like 15 and then 20 years old. And just like, I feel like this this sucks, but like sometimes her voice has been like my inner critic. Like Mm -hmm. I just have had moments where like I could never please her or like be enough for her because it was always like, oh, but you can do better. Oh, but what about this instead? And so I just felt like those two months that I was like dealing with like heaviness, I felt like I was not good enough for anyone. I was upset and mad at her for leaving because I don't agree with the reasons why she moved, which I mean, this is all stuff that you know, but I'm just like sharing for reference. But um, and then like I think you and I said this like just with how we feel about our moms where it's like our inner child wants to be accepted. So we like still reach out, but then like our adult is like, 
mad and hurting and like that's mm-hmm. where I, I'm doing better now with that and I think one of the things which I'm going to share about like how I like cope with this type of heaviness but like it's just been like having a safe place with like my friendships like you can't choose your family and like for me like my friendships are like really my safe place like I feel very seen and heard in my relationships with my with my besties <laughs> so that's been like really cool like unpacking this and then like our bible study to our community group has been like a really safe place for me but um I just yeah and then so like I was dealing with that and then like trigger warning I'm gonna talk about eating disorders but I had like a really intense moment right before photo shoot where um I just like kind of in this moment felt really weak emotionally and I was talking to Zach and he was like it kind of sounds like you might be struggling with an eating disorder and I was like, what does that look like? And then like talking to you about it and talking to like other people who um, were very open about their experience and just like realizing like, okay, it's like a spectrum. Like I always thought like eating disorders are like, oh, you want to look thin. So you like throw up or skip meals. And like for me, like it was triggered highly by my anxiety. Like when I'm anxious, I can't eat. And then when I don't eat, it affects my gastritis. And then I just like feel really sick and then I get ulcers. It's just like a nightmare. So I like it was really hard accepting that. And I still haven't been diagnosed with that, but um, I try, I'm trying to find the right therapist. I had like – I don't know, like a weird incident with one that I almost went to and I was kind of like, ooh, like – what's it called? Like one step forward, five steps back. Mm -hmm. But I, I feel like I'm in a much better place because I've been talking about it and like trusting my inner circle with it and just like processing with Zach and like with you guys. And I've had amazing people checking in on me and stuff. So what I'm getting to with that is like, I like to feel all my feelings, but then it's very weird. Like being like told like you might have this you might have depression like because I had I told you about this like a phone call with like a therapist on the phone so they could try to figure out what type of therapy I needed and then on the phone they said it sounds like you are dealing with depression and I was like oh my gosh I've never been a depressed person like so I felt like all these labels are being thrown at me that don't feel like myself but then I'm in a season where I don't feel like myself anyway so it's like it's very it's very interesting. So if you're comfortable, like I would love to hear about like maybe what triggers like your depression and then we can talk about like maybe how to like get ourselves through that rut because I don't want to just like talk heavy and then be like, that's it, no solution. Like I like, – yeah. and I don't think there's a perfect solution. Like I'm very much no. about like you have to ride it out. Like if I'm in a creative rut, if I'm in an emotional rut, if I'm – angry which is very rare because I'm not an angry person by nature but I'm very much about like feel it out because if you fight it it's just gonna come back twice as hard yeah so yeah yeah there's not it's not a one-size-fits-all thing yeah what works for like Val's depression honestly might not work for mine or Mm -hmm. I feel like a way that you can kind of let loose and like um (laughs) so loud I'm sorry (laughs) this is her water bottle um (laughs) Like, if you've had a stressful day, a remedy for for that, and correct me if I'm wrong, for you could be going out with friends and Mm -hmm. having a really good time, Mm -hmm. whereas that would completely make me spiral in the opposite direction. Mm -hmm. Like, if I had a rough, stressful day and, like, I wasn't feeling it, like, going out would just completely ruin me. Mm -hmm. Like, it would – (laughs) yeah, just the thought of it. I think it depends because, like Uh – Well, that's true because you've told me there's been times, like, even tonight where you're like, I just need – 
like slowness yeah so yeah it could kind of go either way yeah I think it's a pet for me personally it depends what I like to like go out and like dance and have fun when it's like I've been cooped up in the house for too long yeah um or I don't know but if I'm having like an emotionally hard day I'm like not capable of like going out because then I feel Mm -hmm. like I'm like and I know that with my friends I can be myself and I know that you know that too but I think it's just like no I just need to like be away from everyone and just like I don't know sit yeah. in this for a second but yeah anyways sorry Definitely. no it's okay um I feel like you asked me a question though what was it oh I want I would love to know like what do you think triggers like oh. your depression or like because yeah. you recently went through a heavy season too and mm-hmm. I think like I know for me it was like one big event and then all these little things are trickling out of it but I yeah. think it's for you it's been like a lot of like big things mm-hmm. like kind of happening sporadically like kind of one after the other yeah so. i mean two things the first two things that come to mind and are like big triggers for my depression the first is feeling depressed itself is very yeah. very triggering for me um and i'll explain that more in a second and the second thing that puts me into depression is um not feeling safe mm. so if a particular like event happens and Maybe I feel like I didn't stand up for myself Mm -hmm. or I feel like threatened somehow by something like um, I just it really eats at me like really bad. And like I guess the the not feeling safe is like combined with like maybe a fear or like feeling out of control Mm -hmm. over maybe um, something that happened recently Mm -hmm. that I wish I could kind of like go back and um make it happen a different way or like mm-hmm. whatever I, I don't i know that's kind of vague but i'm just gonna keep that vague um but yeah like depression so let's say i feel like some people will have a day where like um perhaps you're just not feeling it and mm-hmm. you feel kind of sluggish and you feel kind of like i don't really want to talk to anybody mm-hmm. and i just want to take it easy today um like i'll have days like that but I don't know how to recognize that for being mm-hmm. that. Mm-hmm. Instead, I'm like, oh no, because I've had depression episodes that last months, mm-hmm. um, weeks, or I've had years of depression yeah. back, like just nonstop. Um, and what my depression has looked looked like in the past is like sleeping too much, mm. um, eating completely out yeah. of control, uh, like binge eating, for example um and just kind of like becoming a little bit of a recluse Mm -hmm. you know what i mean but i mean naturally i do like a lot of downtime and me time so it's just hard because sometimes i'm just having a day yeah but it feels like oh no here comes Mm -hmm. that five month depression Mm -hmm. streak that's not gonna it's gonna feel like it's never gonna end so then I kind of tend to like pair this day where I'm trying to take it easy and I just need a break from my mental health. And I'm like, am I getting depressed or do I just need? Yeah. I, I don't know. Does that make sense? Yeah. yeah. And kind of like that's what was confusing to me about getting like a diagnosis like, oh, you're dealing with depression. Because I was like, I've had friends like you and then another friend in the past. We're no longer friends. But she had really intense depressed uh, like depressional depression episodes Mm -hmm. and um she was saying like it was kind of the same as you where it's like 
unable to get out of bed, would sleep a lot, super antisocial. Mm-hmm. And um, like she at that point needed like medication for her depression. Mm-hmm. So that's why I was very confused when I got my diagnosis because I was like, I am very incapable of just sleeping in and laying in bed. Like I don't allow myself to do that. And like, so, and I, rem- I remember I was talking to you about it and I was like, I'm so confused. And then you were saying like, well, sometimes it comes – like everyone shows it differently, but like mm-hmm. – some- It presents itself Yeah, and you were saying like yeah. sometimes for you it's like busyness or overstimulation mm-hmm. or like this and that. And I was like, oh my gosh, coming from the queen of saying yes to everything and then being like, I'm busy and burnt out. Yeah, but, yeah. Um, yeah, because yeah. you can um- – there's like functioning, high functioning depressed yeah. people and they just kind of mask their depression with busyness and like overscheduling themselves. Mm-hmm. Like basically they're, they're, this could be like a workaholic, like yeah. a lot of workaholics are depressed people. Mm-hmm. Um, they're just kind of like a, it's almost like an addiction for them mm-hmm. because, you know, just like we are like not we, but addicts for example may cope with really intense um, feelings by drinking Mm -hmm. some people mask it with working a lot Mm -hmm. or just staying really busy and then it's like the moment that they have to slow down it's really Mm -hmm. rough um so yeah it just can look and there's other ways it can look present itself as well that i might not be even going over but yeah for you um, it can look one way and for me it looks like another and mm-hmm. I've been a very functioning depressed mm-hmm. person as well where like I'm walking around doing life and like doing a lot like I go yeah. from one to one extreme to the other like overindulge yeah. in my like candle business actually I've been very good about that mm-hmm. for like the last six eight months mm-hmm. um, and then to just falling flat on my face mm-hmm. and feeling so like defeated or like hopeless honestly it feels hopeless sometimes Mm -hmm. and um I don't know it's just hard it's like I feel like I have a problem I only realized this very recently with not allowing myself to feel my feelings Mm -hmm. like I didn't realize how much of a oh just to myself toughen Mm -hmm. up kind of mentality Mm -hmm. I have I didn't realize I was doing that so um yeah that's kind of like I don't know like one of the things I realized on Sunday was um oh yeah you should share yeah (laughs) yeah it's kind of cool and kind of hard at the same time so um we were at church on sunday and our pastor said something that like really struck me and it was basically along the lines these aren't his exact words but like um like allowing yourself to feel Mm -hmm. the feelings or the emotions that you're going through instead of hardening up and being numb, Mm -hmm. like just feeling nothing. Because he was saying it's better to feel sorrow than to feel Mm -hmm. nothing. Yeah. I thought that was like so – that gave me the chills. (laughs) Yeah. Um, And I cried like a baby during Mm -hmm. prayer like because we had a moment where it's like, oh, pray for each other yourselves. And like I just was like the first time I really let myself, I think in a long time, but – not just in a long time, but also the most I've ever felt sad about my son's autism, mm-hmm. I'm going to cry, is um, on Sunday. And mm-hmm. I didn't share this with you yet, I don't think, because mm-hmm. I shared something You shared else. like a glimpse at the beach, but you didn't go into detail because yeah, the kids were making it hard. <laughs> <laughs> and I just think that like there's not any piece of me that wants to present myself as like 
perfect or like my son has autism, but it's no big deal. I've got this. I have it handled. Like it's, I accept it and I do accept it fully, but it doesn't mean I'm not allowed to be sad about it. Mm. And I've never given myself the space or freedom to feel sad about it. Like it felt wrong to me. And I think I just fight that away so much that I've become numb. Mm -hmm. So it's like either I'm fully embracing Hunter and having a really great day with him or I'm completely numbed out. I'm still giving him all his needs and like hanging out with him and kind of faking my way through like not that I'm being a fake mom to him, but Mm -hmm. it's kind of like forcing the interaction Mm with him. Um, But like, I don't know, to just be sad about it. I just haven't really let that happen. So yeah, on Sunday, I gosh, I just finally like let go of that stubbornness. Mm -hmm. And I was like, this is sad and this is hard sometimes. Mm -hmm. And this is isolating sometimes. And this is lonely sometimes. And it feels like, you know, people don't get it. And it does make me sad to hear Mm -hmm. kids talking Mm -hmm. at a level that just feels so far advanced Mm -hmm. for Hunter Mm -hmm. and his capabilities. Um, And like, I need to just be okay with being sad because the more I numb myself out, the bigger of a storm it is, Mm -hmm. I think, when I'm going to break down, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So just to be like, oh, that kind of makes me sad. I wish, you know what I mean? It's Mm -hmm. not a comparative thing, but it's just like, there's a lot, there's a lot of layers to autism and being Mm -hmm. a parent to a kid with autism and every day and all these situations, you know, going to a baby shower on, um, you know, I went to baby shower over the weekend and spending the day with my niece was like really amazing. Mm. I'm sorry, guys, (laughs) Mm. because my niece is not autistic and she's nine years old. And um, it was honestly one of my favorite days. I I picked her up from school, from her summer camp, and like we made candles. We Mm -hmm. went for a walk. Like we visited these little libraries in our neighborhood and um, I took her to get burritos. Mm. She tried horchata for the first time. Like. So I just, the experience I got with her, the interaction I got with her, like, I haven't gotten that yet with Hunter. Mm. And after I dropped her off, I was sad, but I was like, I it's, but you can't be sad about that. You're not allowed to be because like, this is your situation. Deal yeah. with it. That's kind of mm. like how I've been thinking. And I just feel like really free that I kind of had that breakthrough on Sunday and it doesn't mean I want to be sad every like oh yeah. poor, poor like poor me, um, but it feels freeing to like not be numb about it, mm-hmm. like I have been all this time. Mm-hmm. Like I don't know. So it, it's I know this is a heavy topic and it's really sad, but I mean, I think it's important. So I think I don't know. I really encourage if anybody's going through anything difficult like just allow yourself a little bit of that freedom to feel it and to feel sad and acknowledge that you feel sad because I think as I explained a few minutes ago it's like better to shed a few tears as it's hurting than to like bottle it all up and maybe explode you know what I mean because like sometimes I'm like I do I in the past recent past I've asked myself like why don't I ever break down about this? Like I, I never have full meltdowns about like my life is, um, 
it's beautiful and I'm thankful for it, but it's really hard mm-hmm. sometimes, you know, um, you know, out, out in public with Hunter, it's like, oh gosh, he's obsessed with turning off the lights. So mm-hmm. it's like, he's going to find the light switch and turn off the lights of the whole entire store. And everyone's going to think the power went out and then <laughs> attention's going to be drawn to us. And, um, with his bolting lately, it's like he'll bolt like across the parking lot mm-hmm. if he has his way. Mm-hmm. Um, or we were pulling him in in your wagon through the neighborhood yesterday, mm-hmm. and out of nowhere he jumps out and runs into the freaking street. Oh my gosh! So it's like we can't put anything past him, and sometimes it feels like a constant state of like adrenaline and yeah. making sure he doesn't get hurt and all these things. So. I'm sure your brain in general just gets overwhelmed by that because, like, I have a fear with Rio with water because yeah. we had an accident I told you about in Mexico where she, like, drowned for, like, five seconds. And it – I ha- – this fear is only with her. It's not with Hendrix. And I don't know if it's because he's more of a cautious kid or um, he hasn't had an accident like that. But with her, like, she's so, like, You can't trust her. That I can't yes. trust her. So, like, even this morning, I had, like, that little inflatable pool out for them. Mm-hmm. And I felt bad because the entire time Hendrix is, like, trying to talk to me and, like, hang out with me. And I'm just hyper-focused Focused on, on Rio. Yeah. And it's so stressful in that moment. Like, your brain, that's all you're thinking about. That by the time you're done, you're like, oh my gosh, I could like fall asleep right now because like that just took so much energy out of me. That's literally what (laughs) autism feels like. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. It's like this constant state of panic or I don't want to say that because it sounds like a horrible life. It's not that, but it really kind of is though. It's like while you're enjoying or trying to have a good time out and about, there's just like this fearlessness to at least my son who has autism. That could be his personality without his autism. Mm -hmm. I don't really know. But yeah, it's it's really draining sometimes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I feel like, oh my gosh, I just need to take a friggin' nap or like, yeah. but I can't. Yeah. You know, so. yeah, yeah. My niece is like that too, which yeah. I think I shared. She um, has autism, and she's eight, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, it's like she just like when my mom would like babysit her. My sister now lives in Nashville, but when my mom would like babysit her when they were living here, um, she would. It was, like, exhausting because my mom, like, literally grabs her by, like, the wrist when they're, like, walking around in the street or, like, getting in and out of the car because she's, like, she's going to bolt off and it yeah. is dangerous. So she, like, literally has to, like, grab her and stuff. And I'm, like, dang, that's yeah. so, like. We've had to do that with Hunter and I'm, like, I feel bad yeah. ripping you. But, <laughs> like, I would rather do this than you run in the street yeah. and do something crazy. They yeah. just, like, he literally just has no fear. Yeah. Um, yeah. And. Yeah, it's pretty it's pretty crazy, but I mean with yeah. all those things being said, there's a lot of and all the good bits of Hunter and that I've talked about in previous episodes episodes and stuff like that. It's not fa- like it's obviously not fake or mm. um it's just like this is the hard side of autism that I always shove down and like kind of silence mm. and feel numb to if that makes sense, but there's a lot of obviously really amazing things about my son. Yeah. Like he makes me laugh. He has a really cute personality. He's yeah. really funny. Um, I just love that he has like a sense of humor now that's like very hunter. Um, he's very persistent. He knows what he wants when he wants it. And like he'll use his words when he like mm-hmm. really like when it comes to chocolate or mm-hmm. um, like he's obsessed with chocolate just like me. Um, and there's things that we do with him that are really fun and he's very smart and he knows how to spell and like all these amazing things to him. So I don't want to sound like I'm shit talking my son. 
No, but I'm just trying to be real. You're saying that you are allowed to admit life is hard. Everyone has the right to admit that. Like yeah. I hate like when people are like, well, you're not allowed to feel this way because look at all what you have, which I think is part of the solution mm. is to practice gratitude for sure. But I think a huge before that you have to allow yourself to feel everything like kind of what Andrew was saying yesterday at church. Like I thought that that was like so powerful is like allowing yourself to feel you sound sorrow. like a robot. I know. I had like a. <laughs> Do you need water? <laughs> I want water, but I keep. Oh, um, sorry. It's such I just a loud straw. You. No, it's like, okay. So bad. But um, <laughs> you're ADD. It's okay. Um, what Andrew. I was saying though, though, was like, yeah, I think that is so powerful to allow yourself to feel that sorrow, or you're just gonna like feel uh, what's what was the word like um, like numb? Or, numb. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. And I think for you and I, because we both do that, we both downplay how we're feeling until it's like too much too much and then it's just like hard to stop and which i'm i personally am trying to get really better at is like being like validating myself i guess um and i think that comes honestly from having like critical moms like i was never allowed to feel anything growing up i'm still not as an adult i recently even talked to my mom not too much in detail as to like what I'm going through emotionally, but I did tell her like, I'm really sad and I'm angry that you're leaving and I'm scared of the change. I don't do well with like huge life changes um, and like transitions. I have a really hard time with that. And um, I, I know she meant well saying this, but she immediately went like, well, you're strong. You've always been tough. You've been through worse things. You're a tough girl. Don't cry. Don't be this. Don't be that. And I'm like, okay, like the same thing that I've been told my whole – I've been told that my entire life. Yeah. You're strong. You're tough. And I – like that's great. Um, And I'm even trying to be careful with like Rio because I see so much of myself in Rio and I'm Mm -hmm. trying – I know that she's a strong girl and I'm trying to like – I'm, I just want to be careful, even though she's only two years old, but I want to be careful about saying that too much about her because I don't want her to grow up and think like, okay, I am tough. Like I should be getting over it, like dealing with what I'm dealing with. And I actually, I was talking to Bailey the other day. Um, I was like telling her everything that was happening with me. And um, she was saying that there's like research now, which you might know about this, but um, we're like, you know how like the thing for the longest time when like kids would get hurt is to not like be like, like, like but you're, you're good. yeah 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 and they're saying now that like that's confusing to little kids because like parents are now being like oh you're fine you're fine get up you're okay and then like now these kids are like tricking themselves in their brains like thinking like okay ow that really hurts but i'm being told that i'm okay now and so yeah. like even with that i've been like with the kids like hendrix gets hurt every five seconds and i've been trying <laughs> to be like like, oh, I'm sorry. That looked like it hurt. Like, are you – I don't see any, like, blood, though. Like, are you good? Do you need to take, like, a 10-second break or something? Like, allowing him to have space to, like, feel that but also, like, not sitting in it. Because, like, he's had times where he's just, like – like, the mood is ruined. Like, he's pissy now and, like, n- there's, like, no yeah. going back. And I'm yeah. like, oh, my gosh. Like, I'm also, like, get over it <laughs> a little bit. <laughs> But uh, it's a hard, it's a really hard balance practicing that and then like teaching it to your kids. And so I, with that, I'm just trying to get 
a lot better at validating myself and it's tricky because I I am always like quick to like allow myself to feel things but for some reason and I don't know if this is the same thing or goes hand in hand I'm not good at like validating myself like I and like I even trick myself to like well you're too busy to even think about this so like you know it's ill pass you know so it's just it's hard it's tricky but um I think for all like the heaviness that we're talking about, like it would be cool to talk about like ways to get through it or just like practicing mm-hmm. gratitude and being like mindful. Yeah. Yeah. And stuff. So, um, yeah. I mean, one thing that comes to mind for myself is like kind of back to what you said, like sometimes our inner critic is like our, it's our own mother's voice yeah. or parents. Um, and yeah, my mom was very critical of me growing up. Mm-hmm. Um, and I definitely hear her voice, but sometimes the problem is I don't realize it's her that I'm hearing. It's myself or my inner talk. Yeah. And I have to stop and go, whoa, mm-hmm. <laughs> like, where is this coming from? Like, who's, who has ever said anything like this to you? And it's like literally my mom. Yeah. Um, and it's so like deep in the sub like subconscious is that i think that's what i want to say where like you almost don't realize you're being so critical like mm-hmm. for me during depression it's i feel like such a failure mm-hmm. i feel like a failure because i'm depressed a failure because i didn't fight off the depression and now i'm depressed mm-hmm. and now it's like when am i going to get back on my two feet um so recognizing you know when you're down like that inner voice that's talking to you and basically telling it to to kick rocks like Mm -hmm. you're not real you're a lie Mm -hmm. like stop talking to Mm -hmm. me basically I feel like that for me at least is very helpful Mm -hmm. and it doesn't mean that the second you do that your depression vanishes like poof into thin air but what it means for me is that I'm recognizing there's a voice there that's like very critical and as soon as I can like recognize and kind of diminish that I can ride the wave of depression without feeling guilty about Mm -hmm. it Cause like you're going through something and you add a layer of guilt. Like mm-hmm. that's even, that's so heavy. Yeah. Um, so that definitely helps for me. And then also like, it's very, I feel like um, something a therapist would tell you to do with the, which there's nothing wrong with it, but it's like a list of like um, things that are really simple that you like to do mm-hmm. or that like, make you feel loved um that you can do for yourself so for me it would be like taking a bath buying myself a bo- i know you like to buy flowers for yourself mm-hmm. i like to buy mm-hmm. flowers for myself too that makes me feel loved um going for a walk when the sun's setting like i love doing that like in the neighborhood um and what else i don't know that's kind of all i can think mm-hmm. of off the top of my head or like getting ready in the morning like I don't think I need to wear makeup like, you know, to be beautiful, Mm -hmm. but does it help? Yeah. So on a really crappy day, if I just turn my brain off and throw makeup on and curl my hair, like there's just something about that just kind of helps. I don't feel so ashamed to go out in public. Not that I feel shame because I'm like not wearing makeup, but just more so like I'm depressed. I don't want to brush my hair or do my makeup. Mm -hmm. Um, But at least if I'm done up, but I'm also depressed, like it makes doing errands more uh feels more doable for Mm -hmm. me if that makes any sense to anybody i don't know but um yeah just stuff like that just the Mm -hmm. simple little things like self-care moments Mm -hmm. of self-care um really help me it's not again gonna 
make the depression just like vanish into thin air right then and there but it helps you get through the depression mm-hmm. um and then also like telling yourself like you're not a victim anymore you're in control you're an adult now there's nobody abusing you there's nobody no one can take that from mm-hmm. me no one can yeah. take nobody can step all over me anymore um and i'm in control now and yeah. like just knowing i'm here now i'm not in my past i'm not yeah. my past i'm not yeah. who i was in the past um that helps me as well yeah um and yeah just knowing i'm not that little girl anymore mm-hmm. that could be taken advantage of and was taken advantage of at yeah. certain points is really helpful so i feel empowered and i feel like i can gain control of my depression a little mm-hmm. bit and not feel so crappy about yeah. it and then sometimes i wake up the next day and i'm like cool i'm good to go yeah. you know um yeah. so that's that's kind of my Mm-hmm. I guess what I do again mm-hmm. this isn't advice I'm not telling anybody what yeah. to do it's just like what I do that kind of helps me yeah. through it so yeah I'd be curious I mean I know you don't have like I mean my depression goes back to like four, as young as 14 or 15 mm-hmm. um I'm trying to think too like sometimes I feel like in sixth grade I was a little bit depressed because I this is really gross um but I just have this weird it's kind of heavy too Um, but I have these weird memories of me in sixth grade and like, I don't know if this was a depression thing or not, but like getting in the shower Mm -hmm. and I hadn't showered in so long that like it smelled, (laughs) this is really gross. It smelled like maple syrup. Mm. Isn't that weird? Mm. Um, and I just don't think that's normal for a 12 year old, like Mm. to just not (laughs) want to shower. Like, Mm -hmm. I don't know, just really weird and like sleeping in really late. So, um, anyway, sorry. I, (laughs) That was such a mo- ADHD moment. <laughs> the reason I'm bringing that up is like I've battled with it for so, so long. And like I know that you don't have a ton of experience with being mm-hmm. depressed, but you definitely I mean, I'd like to hear what helped you through your recent yeah um, stage of depression and also like just difficult moments that maybe weren't depression, but like um, really difficult days with the kids. Like mm-hmm. I'd love to know like. Yeah. How do you reset? Yeah. And- become renewed or refreshed again it's all like situational like depending on my day like how hard it was what made it hard is it my work is it my kids is it like conflict with a certain friendship which i feel like i don't really have a whole lot of conflict in my friendships thankfully um for the kids it's like i i know Like, I know, like, motherhood's hard, so, like, I don't know how to word this. Like, it's not like I'm, like, not letting it get to me, but I'm like, okay, this is part of the job. Like, this is, like, a normal day. It's bound to happen. So I think with heavy – that type of heaviness, I'll go and, like, do something, like, fun with my friends, kind of like what you were saying earlier. Like, oh, I feel like you like to go out. If it's that type of heaviness with kids, then yes, because I – Cause I'm like, dang, life is so serious with kids. I want to like go have fun. And like, (laughs) I, um, so it's for that, but obviously if it's like something heavy that emotionally I'm dealing with, like as of recently, um, it just, so, okay. Allowing myself to feel those things for sure. Honestly, a coffee date with a friend who can Mm -hmm. ask me the right questions and like that really, sees me for me and knows me for me, which I'm like, I don't want to be like, I'm blessed, but I'm, I really am so blessed to have like amazing, (laughs) solid, healthy people in my life. Like people, like relationships and friendships that I feel a hundred percent confident in. It's just like, 
an amazing feeling. Um, and so I think having a coffee date with like a close friend is like, it's a love language in itself to me. Um, I think like being outside a hundred percent, like we are outside a lot of the time. Like we, it's not that like we go out and do these super crazy adventurous things, but like in the mornings I do take the kids out, whether that's for a walk or we're at the park or we're at the beach. Like I'm just like, and it's so funny. One of my friends told me this a while ago, which like I've been doing with the kids. It's like, if we're all like cranky with each other and like, just like feeding off each other's like pissiness. Um, she, my friend told me that she, cause she has four kids. She makes them all sit outside in the sun with their like clothes off, basically like no shirts so that they can get like vitamin D and they just listen to worship music and they just sit outside. And I was like, I love that. Like I am so refreshed after spending at least 30 minutes outside, like with like sunlight on me. Like mm -hmm. it is crazy what that does for my emotional health. I have a question um, for you. Sorry. Mm -hmm. Um, when you, like you say you take the kids out or like you, you just kind of go for a walk to mm -hmm. the park or mm -hmm. the beach or whatever you decide to do. Like, do you personally ever have days where you're like, I know that's what I need to do, but like I, it feels too daunting and I'm not going to, or do you just, um, shut that part I of mean, brain off. Sometimes it's like, oh, like I have to pack and like do all these things and like think of these things. But what sounds more daunting to me is staying at home. So that motivates you. To so that motivates me because I know if we stay home, the kids are going to fight over each other's toys. Mm -hmm. They're going to want to watch TV. All they want to do at home is just snack and eat all day, which like I call <laughs> BS, like you're not actually hungry. Like yeah. you just are bored eating. And so when we're outside, like they're just like, they're stimulated in a completely different way. Yeah, like yeah. I, I literally could not imagine like living in a place where the weather doesn't allow us to like go outside because of like winter or something and having to be inside the house like that. And I experienced seasonal depression when I lived out of state in the mm -hmm. Midwest. Um, cause I, I'm a California girl. I've never been, I had never lived in the snow or like lived in winter or anything. And so I was just like, whoa, this is a real thing. Like, oh, I always thought it was just kind of like one of those things people like threw around, but I was like, no, this is a hundred percent real thing. So it's, it's like, it's daunting. It's more daunting to me to stay home with the kids and it is to like pack up and just get out of the house with yeah. them. So, yeah. Um, yeah. So that always helps me is like, uh, not just being outside, but like, this is going to sound like, like hippie shit but like grounding myself in nature like I don't know if you've done this if you've ever I did this earlier today because I was like my patience this morning was just very very low um I just like went outside during the kids like rest time and I just like sat on the grass and I was just like telling myself in my head like I'm sitting in the grass I'm feeling the grass I'm feeling the sunlight on my skin I and then I left. I mean, my phone was inside at this point because it was charging, which was like kind of nice. I think that's a huge thing too is unplugging. Yes. Um, and then I was just like telling myself, like, this is what I'm doing. I'm sitting on the grass and I was just like really allowing myself. I don't know if that makes sense, like allowing myself to really feel it. And I did that at the beach yesterday too. So yesterday was Father's Day. When this comes out, it'll be next week. But um, we spent Father's Day um, at one of our favorite beaches with Justine and Matt and Hunter. And I was like so – I felt like I was just so mellow yesterday and quiet because I was just like soaking. I had a free weekend this past weekend, which like 
I haven't had one of those in a long time and I just got to do really fun things with like my family and my friends. Um, and I just felt like so thankful yesterday to like be sitting out like it's 80 degrees in California and I'm literally sitting outside and like swimming in this like salty ocean, like the mag, I'm going to sound like such a hippie, like the magnesium that your body gets from like swimming in the water. Like that's literally why the healthiest people live near the ocean. That's why you see like 80 year olds like swimming laps outside and they're like in great shape and like so happy. It's not because of like their wealth or their status. It's like, they're literally, this is part of the routine they're doing this. So like, and I always know when I've gone too long without a beach dip, like if it's been like two weeks, I'm like, I need to like dunk myself. Like I'm not myself right now. I need to get my, um, so this is something too. I don't know if you know this, this is something that Chloe talked to me about, um, or like shared with me a long time ago, but she was saying how like our body needs negative ions because we are positive ions and you get negative ions through fresh air. Um, I mean like being outside in general and like running water and like swimming. Mm -hmm. And, um, we get positive ions from screen time, technology and lack of light. And that's like, that's kind of why it like goes hand in hand with like depression and then struggling to like be outside, like you're Mm -hmm. indoors because it's like your body's like feeding into that. Um, and she like, and it's so true because like, if I'm having like a long day, it's not even a hard day, but if it just feels like a long day, I'm like, oh my gosh, I just want to shower and feel, feel relaxed. And it's because like you get negative ions from taking showers, like running water. Mm -hmm. That's why there's like apps, like calming apps and sounds of like rain or rivers or the ocean to just like soothe you. So for me, that's like a big thing. And like, April and May, it was like really gloomy in the mornings, which I know you like, but like for me, it's like when I'm starting off my day, I don't want to start it off like that. I want to feel like motivated and energized and be like, okay, like what am I doing today? You know, because I'm, I find like my worth in my productivity sometimes, which is not a healthy thing always, but Mm -hmm. also like it's a weird thing. Like I know. Like I almost put too much value in it that when I don't get to be productive, I like have an identity crisis. I'm like, oh my gosh, like I'm not enough. I don't do anything like, you know, and so that's like the bad part of it, but it really does energize me to like feel productive. Like, oh my gosh, I laundry today and I did this and I did that and I cleaned the house. Wow. I did so much. I'm going to allow myself to sit on the couch and just like kind of like did like, uh, I don't know, take like have a chill moment. So I feel like I just talked a lot, but those are (laughs) ways that help me. And like something recently, which I've been trying to get better at over the past few years, um, is like just reading, like getting off my phone and just like reading a book outside. Like that's been really cool because I hate reading and I want to like train myself to like it. I tried to read a book last night and I got a page and a half and then I was like feeding the dogs (laughs) (laughs) and then like the books on the table now. What book was it? Um, it's like a book about changing your like um, your way of thinking. Like nothing like weird. Like it's not oh. like the secret or anything yeah. like that. But it's just like changing the way that you think so that you can like thrive in your friendships and your business. Mm. And and I found it in the little library in our neighborhood. And oh, cool. My niece actually motivated me because she's like, 
got five books and like she's like did i take too many she's like i swear i'm gonna read them all i'm like it's fine like yeah (laughs) i know and then we left and i was like in my head like why didn't i get a book so i went back um, oh that's cool i think yesterday yeah and i picked out this one and i was like I mean, I got nothing to lose by reading this, but yeah. yeah. I'll, I'll, and I'm glad that you said that because it made me feel better. I'm like, am I just incapable of reading a book? Or yeah. so you're saying, like, train yeah. your I'm brain to read. Tr- yeah, trying to train myself. Like, I want to read too. It's, <laughs> it's not that I get. It's not reading itself. It's which sounds like such a, like not even a Gen Z, but like such a modern way of thinking. Like, I just have a hard time sitting still. Like, yeah. I like podcasts because. I can do all my million things while still listening to something else. Where like with reading, yes, you, you, you have to be focused and you have to be forced to sit down and that's all you're doing. Yeah. and But like, that's why people like it. That's why they like it. And I think yeah. that that's great. And I, I think that I don't like it because I like to be so stimulated and like mm-hmm. I, I am a pro multitasker, which I don't think is a bad thing, but I want to teach myself like – just like practicing being present, yeah. which like I, I know I do well in other ways, but like with that specifically, I just want to be like, okay, all my attention is on this right now. I'm not thinking of anything else. I'm allowing myself to like lay down and just focus on this one thing. Like, yeah. Yeah. It always just feels like there's so much. Like for me, it's like feeling guilty. Like I am yeah. reading a book when I could be doing this, this and yeah. that. And yeah, it's hard. But I think the more you practice that, the more you'll probably feel less guilty. Yeah. So if we have any book readers, um, <laughs> send us your advice yeah. via DM. I No, I'm genuinely curious. Like, have you always been into books? Do yeah. you have to train your brain? Which is crazy because when I was little, I loved reading books. I carried a book with me all the time. I just, I think I'm just, I've gotten so used to like technology and phones. Yeah. Yeah. The quickness of it. The instant satisfaction. Instant gratification. Oh my gosh. We should do a top, uh, what's it called? An episode on instant gratification. Ooh. Yeah, we should. That could be a fun one. That could be like a fun one, but also like a slap in the face. Kind of sad. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> At the same time. That's why yeah. I love the show Black Mirror because it like, I mean, doesn't talk about instant gratification, but each, have you seen, have you watched You explained show? it to me. Yeah. It's just like how technology affects everything and it's like mm-hmm. it always shows you the bad side and I'm like, oh, yeah, this is like, this is good. I need this reminder. I'm going to throw away my phone now. <laughs> Can I throw but. in something about yesterday? Because mm-hmm. yesterday was Sunday, huh? Father's yeah. Day. So back to like the beach thing um, and the church thing and like me in that like moment of prayer, like accepting that um, things are hard. Basically, I also went to like, yeah, things are hard. But then I feel like that was like the hardest I've ever prayed. I almost felt like I was begging, mm. which I think that's ultimately like I was I couldn't breathe. I was crying mm. so hard and Aaron like grabbed it like it was like, so, I'm like, ah, this is so embarrassing. Um, no. But I was just like pleading like, Ken, this is what I shared with you is like, can we have I, I was like, I feel like I'm asking a lot, but like, can we have one day at the beach mm-hmm. um, together as a family where it feels like we're all in tune with each other and we're just playing in the waves? Because Hunter, I don't even remember the last time we've gone to the beach and it's to swim. It's the sole focus is to safely take pebbles and throw them into the ocean. Like that's his, he's stimming on that. Mm-hmm. And that's just like a repetitive motion that calms him down that he enjoys doing. 
and he'll just throw rocks for like an hour into the ocean. And I got on his level one day. It was very therapeutic, um, which I can share another time. But I just wanted this one day to like as a family, like go swimming and like not feel like we're chasing him to the to the the tide pools and Mm -hmm. like Matt has to be at the tide pools while I sit and kind of enjoy the water and then we're switching Mm -hmm. and it feels like a competition like did I sit for too long while Matt's hanging out with Hunter and Matt's not enjoying the beach and then it's it's kind of a thing sometimes and I was just pleading for like just a day to not have to do that and I kid you not like (laughs) it sounds like some bogus whatever it happened like Mm -hmm. it literally happened yesterday like that was I still can't believe that I mean, Hunter did go to the tide pools once towards the end because mm-hmm. I think he was, to his defense, he was tired. We're there for like over two hours. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, he was in the waves. He was jumping in the waves. He mm-hmm. was kind of flirting with the idea of going out with Matt. And mm-hmm. like, he was telling me to get into the ocean. He's like, mm-hmm. mommy. And like, he'd like push me. Like, he wanted to see me kind of go far. And he's kind of playing on the boogie board. And it was really cool. Honestly, like, I felt like we all were like, at the beach together doing the beach like not you know the stressful Mm. part of it so I don't know I mean call it what you will but I thought it was pretty miraculous honestly like yeah yeah. so I could cry in happy tears so Mm. I don't know it was pretty neat so I felt safe at the beach yesterday I felt not that adrenaline rush I didn't feel the panic of him throwing a rock and maybe accidentally hurting somebody mm-hmm. or him falling on the rock. Like none of that was there. Mm-hmm. So that was crazy. Honestly, That's I still so can't cool. believe it. So yeah, that was yeah. fun. I just want to throw that in there yeah. to kind of lighten up. Yeah. What I was talking about. Yeah. So yeah. 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 Taking it yeah. day by day. Every day is always like so different. Mm-hmm. For a while I was like waking up. I was like, okay, what am I going to feel today? But I, I, I'm definitely in a much healthier place, I think, because I, like, felt every emotion possible, like, the past two months. And now I'm just, like, okay, like, focusing on solutions. Like, I'm incapable of, like – because my – the friend I mentioned before, like, kind of was, like, complaining about the – I don't even want to say complaining because it's valid. Like, she was in a dark place and, like – but she would just sit in it and never take action. And that's a hard thing that I – I have a hard time with that, like for myself and sometimes even seeing it with other people. I'm like, if you're unhappy, then do something about it. And like, I'm very action oriented, like mm. I'm almost too quick. Yeah. And that's, some- but it's not that simple for some No. People. And that's yeah. what I'm saying. That's something that I'm learning now, even about myself. Mm. Like, it's not good to easily be like, okay, it's just, I think it's just a hard, it's a very fine line between like feeling it and then sitting in it mm-hmm. and then ignoring it and being like okay well what can I do to fix it you know like even I tell Zach sometimes like I don't need you to fix right away like let let me just feel it you know yeah so I I think once you (laughs) nail that balance um I mean life doesn't really get easier but I guess you have more of like like tools to help you during dark patches like that but um yeah you look really tired really yeah like you have like a gloss over your eyes (gasps) I'm so She's high. high. Right I'm just I knew it. I knew you were high <laughs> the whole time. Oh my gosh. <laughs> um, for the record, I have never been high. So wait, really? No. Yeah. Well, aside from like this, like the it was like a melatonin sleepy type yeah. of like edible, and I 
hated it never again that story is so funny never again yeah. i was like this is not helping me sleep so yeah. she was having a hard time sleeping and asked for recommendations from people she, she got one that she did she I did not like it. yeah oh i was tripping so out so funny um so never again <laughs> i on the other hand yeah so <laughs> smoked a lot of pot in my oh. 20s unfortunately it's all good bad decision <laughs> i have no brain cells um i don't Just know kidding. do my eyes really look that glossy yeah a little I'm like, bit i'm gonna mm-hmm. look in my camera real quick i think it's my contacts i've had them on for too long <laughs> for like days for days i for never days. take them off um we thought it'd be funny to end today's episode with unpopular opinions mm-hmm. <laughs> i'm scared i i feel like i don't have any good ones because most of people's unpopular opinions come from like how people dress are you okay yeah <laughs> There's a lot going on. on what is over happening? Here. I just spilled a lot of cookie crumbs all over oh, my lap. Frida will eat them. Okay, all over yeah. the tortilla blanket. And Frida, is she with you? She's asleep. Oh, Let her behind. sleep. Go eat, <laughs> dummy. Um, okay, I'm yeah, sorry. you look like you're struggling. <laughs> yeah. Um, okay, unpopular opinions. What I was saying was, I don't feel like I have good ones because I'm curious to hear what yours are because I feel like most unpopular opinions have to do with like or maybe i'm wrong but like how people dress and this and that i'm like who cares what you're wearing just let people wear what they want okay guys um so we'll get into our uh our unpopular opinions yeah not gonna lie we recorded this twice and we're having okay i was wondering i'm like can we just talk about that and we like recorded a really great 30 minutes of our unpopular opinions and our reactions and then that is gone and there's no way of recovering it so these are going to be rapid fire i'm so sorry yeah and we did a rapid fire right before this yeah. and that also didn't save but we know this is going to save for sure because we made sure okay so mine are that i don't like or enjoy movies don't care um i am extremely disinterested in pop culture um don't care about celebrities i don't care about what they're doing i don't care what they're wearing i don't care who they're dating i don't fucking care um i don't know why anyone cares but that's fine though like sorry i don't mean to be rude it's just i don't get it um and i love pineapples on pizza i disagree with all of yours but it's okay (laughs) that's fine you can disagree i don't care you're allowed to have your opinions. I am. I am. Um, okay. Mine are pickles are the devil. I don't like them. I don't trust them. They smell. They taste weird. <laughs> they don't want smell. them near me. If I hear the word pickle too much, I start getting freaked out. Disagree. Um, second is Taylor Swift is a whiny human being. I'm so sorry to any Swifties out there. Don't come for me, please. I just, I can't. And I gave a very great reason like lengthy reason as to why I don't like her and then that got deleted and I'm not going to repeat myself so sorry you guys will never you know can bite me in the dms just kidding um okay and then third honeymoon phase sucks i don't like the romanticizing of new i want conflict and solution and in a healthy way and i want grit and the real stuff i don't want small talk so yeah. um i'm so sad there's pain in our voices because we had so much to say There's about defeat these in our voices. <laughs> if you can't tell, two times. I wonder if we're like energetically in the last clip. We're like, ah! and then we're like, yeah, like, uh, 
it happens i actually this is our first like little technical difficulty yeah. that we have experienced so i'll take it and thankfully it was at the end of the episode and yes, not like the first not, chunk or the oh, second yeah, that chunk sucked we would have cried yeah. i probably would have cried honestly i'm not down to fake the emotion like <laughs> you know what i mean like act like we're having that conversation for yeah. the first time Agreed. so anyway with all that being said um next week we're going to talk a little bit about friendship trauma um it's not going to be like us sitting here bashing people or like anything like that it's just going to be kind of i mean we all have friendship trauma it's not just like relationship traumas with like um people we've dated there's also friendship traumas and that can be a sixth grade experience with Mm -hmm. like not fitting in or maybe just one simple really hurtful thing another kid said to you someone Mm -hmm. your age up here um and even times that like we weren't good friends either and like sometimes it's just bad timing yeah so important to acknowledge because you know a lot of us were in a like kind of grown up grew up in a unhealthy environment which you know you how can you go out in the real world and be a healthy friend or a healthy you know person for someone else when you're not shown the example of what that means so like we've been the bad guy too and I feel like that's important to acknowledge like we never want to sit here and act like we're the victims to everything because that's not the truth Mm -hmm. um we've been we have been the what's the word like the what (laughs) (laughs) we've been the bad guys the bad guys um so yeah that'll be kind of interesting to talk about um and like as always would love for you guys to share anything you want with us um, oh yeah if you guys have any um solutions experiences coping mechanisms or anything that relates to what we discussed earlier i know it was kind of a heavy episode but Mm -hmm. if you have anything like please share with us um we love to just like connect and chat and read what you guys have to say um and if you have any funny unpopular opinions please send them our way yeah send them our way we'd love (laughs) to hear from you um okay so that basically sums it up hopefully this saves if not you guys are never gonna know our unpopular (laughs) opinions i'm gonna scream (laughs) if this doesn't save um but anyway all right well thanks for hanging around and listening to our podcast we love you guys and we will talk to you next week Bye. bye